Thank you for joining us today with Newly Awakened Ministries. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we just want to say thank you, Lord, that you are faithful, that you are good. Lord, that you're always there. God, I just thank you, God, that you never change, that you have always been consistent in our lives. Even when it's hard to see it sometimes, God, I thank you, God, that you love us. Oh, God, with the great love that you chose us. Holy Spirit, I just ask for you to invade our lives. God, for you to invade our space tonight. God, would you just move on our hearts and our minds? God, would your presence, God, just change and transform us tonight. God, would you refresh and renew us again? Lord, restore our heart. Lord, restore our mind. Lord, we ask for a new thing. God, we ask for a fresh breath of your presence to be breathed into us and to breathe it over us, God. Lord, we ask for even as a city, as a church, as a congregation, God, unify us. God, unify our hearts. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you're doing a new thing in this season. God, that you are pouring out your spirit in new ways. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you're falling afresh. God, I thank you that you're depositing gifts. God, I thank you that you're just awakening hearts and minds in this place. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that we get to just be with you. This God, you did so much just for us to get to know you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we get to know you. Yeah, April, can I have the iPad, please? Lord, we just thank you. Now, I know tonight. Whew. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing all right? Yeah, yeah? All right, I know everyone is kind of scattered out. Is, you guys don't mind? Can you guys just like come, come in a little closer? I like to kind of look at you guys a little bit, kind of see you guys a little bit more. You know, it makes, us, it, makes it feel more like family, you know? Mm. You know, I'm just so honored I get to, you know, share this message that, that I believe is from the heart of our Lord, heart from, from the heart of God. And I just want to say thank you to my uh, grandfather, Pastor Louie, for inviting me to share the word tonight. Um, and, you know, tonight there are going to be a few things. There's, we're going to go over a few chapters tonight. But there's this one chapter for over the last, um, I just want to say maybe a little over a year, the Lord's really pressed on my heart. And it is Psalm 77. I know you guys have probably heard me speak on it before. Uh, you guys have probably heard me share something about it, but God has really been placing it on my heart. Uh, thank you guys for, for coming up close there. I, I'm really glad we get to engage. And so... Let's go ahead and we'll go to Psalm 77, verse 1. It's a psalm of Asaph. He says, My voice arises to God, and I will cry aloud. My voice rises to God, and he will hear me. In the day of trouble I sought the Lord, 
And the day of my hand, uh, my, my hand was stretched out and without weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. Hmm. He's saying that, you know, he's been crying day and night, but he's not hearing anything. He's not feeling anything. He's not being comforted by the Lord. This is, when I remember God, <laughs> then I'm actually disturbed. Probably that internal conflict. When I sigh, then my spirit grows faint. You have held my eyelids open, so I'm troubled and I cannot speak. You have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate with my heart and my spirit ponders. And it ponders, will the Lord reject forever? Will he never be favorable to me again? Has, he, has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Or has in his anger withdrawn his compassion? Then I said, it is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. You know, I know this might sound a little different, might sound a little odd, but can we just take like 15 seconds? You know, just to think about some difficult situations that we might be going through real quick. Because, you know, especially situations that might seem hard, or we can just ask, like, God, why? This doesn't make any sense. You know, we've been doing everything right. You know, we're, we love you, but this doesn't seem right. Why? You know, so let's just take just a couple seconds to do this. Because, you see, he was going through a lot of situations in his life, a lot of situations in his heart. But, you know, this is what the psalmist, he was going through. <laughs> but, you know, he was thinking, God, this stuff in my life is hard. He, it just doesn't make sense. Why is this happening? But, you know, see what his response is. See what Asaph started saying. Verse 11, he says, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your way of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. Guys, that is a concrete statement that he was making. He's saying, God, you are holy. Even through the midst of my pain, the midst of our despair, the midst of our situations, God, you are holy. And it says, and what God is great like our God. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the people. And you have, you have by your power redeemed your people. And the sons of Joseph and Jacob. Your waters, the waters saw you, O God. And the waters, the waters saw you, and they were anguished. The depths, they trembled. The, the clouds poured out water, and the skies gave forth a sound. Your arrows flashed here and there. And then eight, verse 18 says, The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind, and, it lit, and, the, and your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and it shook. Your way was in the sea, and your paths in the mighty waters, and your footprints may not be known. And you, uh, you led your people like like a flock by the hand of Moses and of Aaron. Do you guys see the switch that happened right there? 
from the first 10 verses, he was saying, God, why is this happening to me? This is hard. This doesn't make sense. But in the second, in the second 10 verses, the second set, he is saying, God, even though this is happening, I remember that you are faithful, that you are good, that you are holy, that you are powerful. And the thing is, he took his mood that he was in, he was in a time of despair, but he turned it into thoughts of praise. Because you see, where there was areas in his life that needed miracles and breakthrough, and that the, and those areas just seemed impossible, he reminded himself that he served a God of miracles, that he served a God of breakthrough. And, he, and our God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Literally impossible situations opened up. There was amazing amount of breakthrough and favor because the children of Israel listened to their God. And not only that, he loves us. Our heavenly father loves us and wants to take care of us. Hmm. So, if we can, can we just stand up for a moment? And I would just like, just as we took about 15 seconds earlier, and we were like, okay, these are the hard things that we are going through. Let's just take two minutes and release a shout of praise unto God to release a thank you unto the Lord. So Lord, we thank you. <laughs> Lord, we thank you that you are faithful. God, we thank you that you do not waver. God, we thank you that you are true. God, as Asaph is saying, you are holy. You are good. You are the God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. God, you are the one that does the mighty deeds. God, you show the world what you can do. So God, we thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that you are good. Come on, guys, let's just lift up a sound. God, that is going to hear, it's going to his heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus,
that God, he is wanting to release something so fresh. You know, the Lord, he's just dropping that passage of scripture in my mind. Whenever Jesus is saying, you know, don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to live, where you're going to go. He was like, you know, seek first the kingdom. And all those things will follow. And so I just even feel like in this moment, if there's any worry in our hearts, let's just surrender it to the Lord. Because, you know, the word even says, worry about nothing, but pray about everything. So, Father, in this moment, we just want to surrender worry. Things and situations that might feel overwhelming. God, we just give that to you. We thank you, Lord. You all can be seated. Thank you guys so much. Jesus, Jesus. You know, the message that uh, the Lord gave me was on discerning your season. And the Lord started giving me this word about three months ago. And... You know, the scripture that the Lord was giving me was actually around the 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus was fasting in the wilderness. And I think it's awesome how God works because originally I, ha- I was asked to release this message uh, in early last month in December, but I was not feeling well, feeling well but my wife actually filled in for me that night and it was am- she did a great and amazing job and said thank you. And so, you know, this time, uh, you know, this is the message the Lord was, had given me. And I know it's crazy, but the, you know, the, it's the scripture is 
and the context surrounds Jesus' long fasting journey. And it kind of lines up at the beginning of the year where there's this, this usual global call in the church to fasting and praying. So I was like, you know, God, I see you. Like, he already knew what was going to happen. He already had it lined up. And, you know, he was fasting for 40 days and for 40 nights. Before we get into the scripture, I actually wanted to point out some interesting things about the number of 40. You know, that that number 40, it signifies new life, new growth, transformation, a change from one great task to another. You know, I like to also look at biblical examples uh, in the Word. And so when Moses fasted multiple times for 40 days, it was setting up a foreshadow of his Savior's action and devotion. You know, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years, it was a time of passing that led into a new generation of knowing the promise and faithfulness of God. And then when it rained for, with, with Noah for 40 days and 40 nights, it was, signifying, it was signifying the end of an old, wicked lifestyle and creation and a restoration and redemption with the mercy and grace from God. You know, we come into the Lord, what does he say? All who are in Christ have become new. The all old things have passed away and all things have become new. Hmm. I don't know, I just love it because it's like, it was showing like where there was the corruption of creation and in God's grace and mercy, he let it be redeemed. It was a restart. It was something to refresh. And, you know, even with rain, I know it, it doesn't have to do with the letter, four, with the, sorry, the number 40, but I found it very interesting uh, because I was just thinking about the rain and the times of rain with the Lord. And this time is actually when God withheld rain. And it was, you know, in the book of Luke and in the book of James, we can see where when Elijah prayed for a drought for no rain, the heavens were shut for three and a half years, right? But I also find it interesting that Jesus' ministry on earth was nearly three and a half years. So in the first three and a half years, the heavens were shut. In the second three and a half, the second set of three and a half years, which was Jesus' ministry, the heavens were opened and poured out on the earth with the king of heaven proclaiming the good news. You know, and where the first instance, water was withheld. But in, in the second, the person of living water himself was poured out for us to drink eternal life and be satisfied in Christ. All right, so those are just some interesting things I thought was really cool that, you know, I just wanted to share. But so now we can go to the scripture. All right, we are going to be going to Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. And it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights, then he became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered, It is written that man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But then the, Satan took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple. And he, Satan said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, 
he will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. But Jesus responds to him, on the other hand, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And Satan said to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you just fall down and worship me. Verse 10, then Jesus said to him, go Satan, for it is written, you shall live, sorry, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and began to minister to Jesus. You know, there is so much we can actually unpack in that passage. It is amazing. Uh, there, there's just so many things. But what the Lord is wanting me to say is be discerning of your season. You know, and discern what is in front of you. And then discern what is being presented to you, you know. Because I know God, He does offer abundance. He is the God of more than enough. But not everything that appears to be good is from God. You know, the devil, he does like to deceive. Satan, he can try to offer you something that seems good, but only to distract and destroy you. He can offer you something that looks appealing, that looks, you know, like it would actually be really great in this moment. But the intention is to destroy you and to distract you from your destiny. And you see, Jesus was offered the kingdoms of the earth if he just made a deal with Satan to worship him. You know, that term, making a deal with the devil. We don't, we don't want to do that. But you know, he was offered that, but Jesus being fully God and fully man, he came with a purpose. You know, Satan was not just offering the kingdoms to, of the earth. You know, everything basically Satan had just for that period of time. You know, it was a distraction in a way to get out of the cross. It was a distraction that if he had started having all of this other stuff, it would distract him and he was like, just don't go. (laughs) Because he knew when Jesus, when he died on the cross for us and he rose from the grave, that was the enemy's defeat. And so the devil, he was trying to distract him. The devil is trying to distract Jesus with temporary position for an exchange of his eternal reward. And you know, and Jesus' eternal reward was the redemption of all of creation. And the devil, he can offer something that looks like a promotion, looks like an elevation, you know, basically try to take you to a place where the grass it looks greener, but he wants you to take distractions. So it, you can exchange it for your eternal reward. And that you will never fulfill the God-given purpose and destiny that your Heavenly Father has placed on your life. You know, we have in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, it's like around verse 13 and 14, and Paul's confronting to the church leaders and the congregation to look out for false teachers. You know, that they appear to be servants of righteousness, but they have wrong motives. And in the same way, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, looking like he has the right thing, but he has the worst motives for you. 
And when Satan, as we know, all the way from Genesis, he came up to Eve and he started planting seeds of doubt. And not just to doubt, you know, the word that God spoke, but to doubt God himself. And he started by asking, did God really say? And when Satan came up to Jesus, our Lord always responded, it is written. You know, we have this confrontation where sometimes Satan, he'll start trying to plant doubt. He's like, is this really what you're supposed to do? Did God really call you to this? Did God really tell you to do whatever he's called you to do? But we have to go back and (laughs) have that concrete evidence. You know, whenever we're challenging ourselves, we have to always go back to what we know God has said to us. Go back to his, uh, go back to his word. Because, you know, we can always have an open opinion, you know, with things, but we also need to keep it next to an open Bible. You know, we need to be able to confront the hard questions and temptations that ask, did God really say? And respond with, it is written, answers. And we need to discern what is going on around us and ask God if the things that are happening to us and around us are from him and of his, and of his will. Hmm. You know, I just want to tell you <laughs> that you are Jesus' eternal reward. That Jesus came purposed for the cross. That his eternal reward was to have relationship with you forever. You know, Jesus, he came and he took the pain of the cross because he knew it would be more painful being separated from you. You know, Jesus, he came for you. Jesus came because he loves you. Because he took the cross with you in mind. He's wanting to remind you that you are not insignificant. That you have a God-given purpose. You know, there's a verse the Lord, he was dropping in my spirit. It was Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Where he says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured much hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. He's saying that he went to the cross with you in mind so that you knew that there was a hope for you. He's saying, don't give up. Don't lose heart. Jesus, he's wanting to give us hope. He's wanting to give us strength. He's wanting to give us love. He's wanting, to, he's wanting us to see him rightly. If we can, can the, if there, can the prayer team come up? Or if there's anyone that is able to be here to pray. Because, 
I'm just saying, if you need strength in your life, if you need peace, joy, yeah, I'm just saying, man, we want to come down here and we want to worship, but if you guys want to have a fresh encounter with the Lord, I'm telling you, I know that God, He's wanting to minister to people in here, especially if you've been feeling empty, if you've been feeling dry, if you feel like there's something going on in your life, I know that God, He wants to fill you up again. Oh, I feel like God, He wants to release just fresh infillings in this room. Not only, I, be, I keep feeling like the Lord is healing bodies, like especially when, they're, when like, there's some nerve damage. And I, even like when there might be like fragile bones where uh, there's with their stuff in there, but I feel like God, He's wanting to just heal and pour his, Himself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just wondering: Is there anybody in here with uh, pain in like their teeth? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I, keep, I just kept feeling this pain in, in the teeth, and I feel like the Lord He's wanting to do that. So you know, whatever He reveals, I believe He's going to heal. So, would you guys be able to come up forward? Uh, you know, me and Pastor Larry would love to pray for you guys. dry and um, I would seek the Lord but it was almost like I was just not hearing from him and I just want to take some time to pray for you if that's you specifically um, I'm going to be over here and I want to pray for you because there's just something about just coming up and praying for one another there is a turning point in your in your walk with the lord where you just it's almost like that unsettledness where you're like you know what i can't take it anymore i'm gonna just come out in faith and there's no shame there's no condemnation but there's honestly that hunger and that's what that is what we're all about even the church is just for hungry people so i'm just gonna pray over you right now so if that's you um just go ahead and bow your head bow your head and um if that's you you've been feeling in a dry place if you've been feeling like man i've been trying to seek the lord but there's been a lot of barriers there's been walls there's been there's been things that have been keeping me in my emotions and just different things if you want to raise your hand i'm here i'm your sister so raise your hand i'll pray for you right now Okay. So, Lord, I just pray, God, that you begin to shake every wall, everything that's been keeping your your brothers and your, your, your people from you, Jesus. I pray, God, that you begin to stir in that hunger, God, like never before. God, I just pray, God, that just every barrier, every wall broken in the name of Jesus, pray God that you begin to usher a presence in their individual homes God like never before I pray God that they go to the deepest places with you I pray God that you begin to hear you begin to hear their prayers God and I pray that they know that you hear their prayers Lord I 
just thank you for radical encounters. I thank you, Jesus, for just dead things coming to life again in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and uh, earlier when we were talking about how the Lord, how he came uh, as the living water, drink from his presence tonight. Oh, drink and be made whole. Drink and be satisfied. Overflow with his love. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord, we ask for just a fresh outpouring. God, consume our hearts, oh God. Consume our minds. Oh, fill us up, oh God. Oh, let your fresh fire fall on us again. Lord, we want more of you. We want more of you, God. Oh, we want more. We want more of you, Jesus. My heart and flesh cry out for you to fill me up. You satisfy.
Jesus, my portion, my affection is set on you. And I was made to worship, I was made for your You know, something that was just on our hearts was to share a couple uh, testimonies real quick. You know, uh, my, me and April both, we have something that we just felt on the Lord to share. Uh, the first one for me was uh, there was this job that I just got. It was driving. In, um, I just became a driving instructor not too long ago, but I went to go pick up a student and when I got there, her dad met me at the door was like, hey, she might not, you guys might not be driving today. She's locked herself up in her room. She's not wanting to come out. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was talking to him, seeing what was going on. And I was like, well, you know, I do know how to connect to, you know, you know teenagers a little bit. Like, do you want me to try, like, do you want to try to bring her down and I can talk to her? And, <laughs> and he was like, oh, He's like, well, just come on upstairs. I was like, well, I'm not supposed to go in anybody's house, but I just, you know, I just felt the release to go up. So she was, she had locked herself up in her room. The door was locked and he was talking to her and I was talking and, you know, she came out of the room and she went into another room, but left the door open so we could, she could hear me more clearly. And we were just talking, you know, I just was trying to calm her down and we went downstairs. Well, we went downstairs and we went out to the car and you know this girl she was so crippled with anxiety like it was just absolutely ruining her life like she wouldn't want to go anywhere she was you know in her own things well she finally agreed because she saw all the safety things we had she finally agreed to you know let us start practicing and start driving and when we were driving, you know, I started planting seeds of the Lord, but I just didn't, I didn't force it. I was just like, okay, I want to see where this will go. Well, anyways, she starts bringing up God. And so we have this huge conversation. She starts opening up, opening up. And I'm like, oh, and I just felt the spirit of the Lord just ministering to her and actually just started bringing peace. And the next day I went over there, his, her dad was so excited, uh, and he was like, look, he's like, I don't mind you talking to her about God. In fact, I, I, I want you to. It's like, because yesterday we went out to eat and she was like, dad, I thought I was going into, sorry. She's like, I, I thought I was going into the car for driving lessons, but I found God. And it was like, yeah. And it's like, you know, don't underestimate where you are and the people that are around you. 
you know, God, he wants to impact those that are around you. So here, my wife, she has a testimony she would like to share. Um, I have a testimony, and it was so crazy. We were in a ministry trip, and we were at a church, and the Lord, um, it was the end of the service, kind of like around this. <laughs> um, and the Lord was like, I want you to go back there. And it was just like a, a little church, um, and it had like about maybe like five rows. Um, but he was like, I want you to go back there and just pray. Um, and whenever I was coming by someone, the Lord said, go to her because she wants to commit suicide um, that night. And I was like, I was struggling with my mind. I was like, God, is that really you, man? Like, it's going to be awkward. Like, and so anyway, so I go to her and I said, and I told her, I cannot shake this up privately. I cannot shake this. I was like, the Lord told me to come up to you and to tell you how valuable you are and that your life is so, so worth it. And he told me that you're going to commit suicide tonight. And she just tears just running down her face. And she said, I've been going to this church for a very long time. And I told the, I told the Lord, if this is not real, I'm going to end my life tonight. God met her. Oh, God met her. So today, I want to. We're going to close. I want to encourage you that God meets you. He meets you where you are at, and not only does He meet you, but He uses you so that so He can use you so that other people can meet Him. So tonight, Lord, we just pray that we become vessels that other people can see you. Father, through us, Lord, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for what Andrew just spoke. I pray, I thank you for every seed that he planted. We ask God that you begin to water every single person's walk with you tonight. And I pray that no one ever leaves here um, not knowing how valuable and how precious their life is. In Jesus' name, thank you guys. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to this week's Feel the Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.